All right, so hello. <laughs> I'm Alex from Coffee and Alex, and I'm with Raf. Uh, do you mind introducing yourself for me, please, Raf? Um, yeah, hello. I'm Raf, and um, yeah, I'm Raf, really. <laughs> I like painting, like um, nature, like people, reading. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you That's have good. like a yeah. Do you have like a title? Do you like call yourself artist, or do you call yourself like anti-style artist, or do you have like a thing? No. <laughs> I, I do I do not call myself artist. Um mm -hmm. and I don't I don't really I don't know if I'll come up later, but um yeah, I don't really like the term art or artist or yeah, art really. Um and any sort of by product or words that come from art. Um yeah, but I, I would I guess um identify as a painter or like mark maker or maker. Yeah, painter mostly, usually. So, yeah. That's a pretty interesting place to start, I think, actually, because, like, why why do you not like the terms artist or the term art? Uh, well, okay, so I feel like art is... Uh, let me get, because I think it's something that even in my head is difficult for me to express. So art is used as a term to describe painting, you know, usually painting, sculpture... I don't know, people expressing themselves in different ways, you know, video, um, installations, performances, theatre, dancing, making things, whatever. Um, and then I feel like the, the word art, although it's, I guess, handy to have a, you know, short, easy to say word <laughs> to describe all of those things, it is often used as a sort of word to describe like higher, like, oh, this isn't painting, this is art. Mm -hmm. You know, this painting is superior than painting, so we have to call it art. Or this, you know, this piece of whatever performance is art. It's not just children playing or children dancing or, well, <laughs> adults dancing or whatever. It's art because it's better. And for me, if it doesn't make sense so far. The, the, the term art is used to describe I think often is used to describe um, creations or expressions that are deemed, in quotes, superior than others. And that's what makes them art as opposed to painting or whatever. That's really interesting. So do you think that the term art kind of gives it a and like an elevation, which kind of maybe like this actually like distances it from like or makes it less accessible for people like do you think the yeah, term yeah i think i think it's less accessible i think it's like elitistic and kind of ex exclusive you know i think like you, you hear a lot of people that are not you know in quotes massive quotes artists saying like oh i can't i can't do art i can't draw and you know that's one of the main things about again in quotes art is that um you know it's meant to be there's no right or wrong it needs to be fun for it to be, you know what I mean? Like if, if mm. you're doing art and you're not, this is really cliche, but it's true. You know, if you're doing something and you're hating it, then stop doing it probably, you know? <laughs> um, so the fact that, I don't know, I feel like people are intimidated by it. They're like, oh, like art, this is, what is this big thing? It's This is art. Like I need to be, it's serious and I need to understand it or I will be mocked, you know, potentially. And this is, I don't know, and I just, I just think, yeah, like it's sort of elitistic. Like, what makes, what makes something art? Do you know who decides what when a painting is art? Like, even the notion that there's anyone that can decide what is art and what isn't is wrong, really. You know, who's who's 
you know what what makes a like a, an art critic more capable than anybody else to decide they, they have their own whatever criteria based on you know lots of factors i'm sure um but how how can this possibly ever be more valid than anything else when we're talking about art obviously you know history like your art history can be relevant and context is relevant and all that is relevant but do you know what i mean like I there's do. also a lot of bullshit involved in that so and i think that does that make sense? No, no, no. It makes complete sense. You see, the thing, I've got two kind of follow-up questions for you because like, one of the last questions I've been asking people, I've kind of got a rolling question, which is kind of like what is kind of art, essentially. But to bring it down, like we've had a few people, so like so Albert, I know you know Albert, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying that he sees it more as kind of a way of like doing philosophy or like exploring concepts, which is a whole another thing about what I mean by doing philosophy. But you know what I mean, like kind of exploring ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe was much more like it should be aesthetic, it should be pretty to look at, you should enjoy it. And um, like Alex Amory, this other guy, I'm not sure if you met him, is like a London-based no. artist, but he was saying that it was more like for himself to like explore himself and stuff. But then just mm-hmm. before I was going to say like where you weigh in on that, because you've kind of answered that already, like you went going back, you were saying that like art needs to be fun, right? You need to enjoy it or whatever you do, you should enjoy otherwise well, you should I stop mean, doing it. I mean, it You know, if it's yeah. your job and you're doing it to make money, then you have a different goal and then fair enough, do it to make or whatever. If there's, but yeah, for me, it needs to be, um, yeah, like the, the not what's. I guess it's a thing that, I guess you're meant to, not not necessarily even. I guess enjoy, but just to to give you something back because it can be quite, of course, yeah. difficult. As in, it can be, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess difficult. It can be. I have been like frustrated by making things or disappointed or like, you know. But um, it needs to give something back one way or another. Um. Yeah. Well, I was going to kind of bring up that the cliche of like the pained artist, if you know what I mean, which I think is a good kind of comparison to this, you know, like the kind of, oh, I'm just so intelligent and deep and no one understands me and I've got to pour my heart out on this canvas and, you know, something mm. like land. But I think like without being a dick about that, there is some truth in that of like some people do use it to like explain like yeah, the really difficult things. Yeah. yeah. And like maybe sometimes you need to have a bit of unpleasantness to come up with something good. I don't know if that's true or not. But the first thing that comes to my mind is like Chet Baker, which is like kind of a cliche example, but he was on heroin, I'm pretty sure, wasn't he? And he found it hard not to make music, I Mm. think, without the drugs. I mean, what would your kind of take on that kind of ethos be? Of what ethos? Kind of of like maybe you need to suffer a bit to produce something beautiful. Hey, you know, I don't think you need to, mm-hmm. and I think, I mean, without having given this much thought, I think ideally, if you didn't have to suffer and you could, you know, have fun and paint or do whatever <laughs> you wanted, and you're happy with that, that'd be probably better than suffering. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that, I don't know, some some people or all people suffer at one point or another, and if it kind of coincides with when you're making things, or if you're making things to cope or whatever, and um, whatever combination of. <laughs> You know mm. things, um, but yeah. That's, yeah, obviously fair enough. I think I don't. I don't think I wouldn't necessarily relate to uh, expressing myself. I mean, I don't consciously. I have maybe 
a few times consciously thought of the concept or being aware of something happening in my head, you know, a specific thought or a torment or something that's really, you know, mm. that was important and big for me. Mm. And I have, you know, as a consequence, painted some or made something, you know, directly off that. Mm. But usually it's not, usually for me, it's not that. And when I said that it can be difficult at times, for me, it's just difficult because I, I'm just really uncertain. I'm just making, I'm like, right now I'm looking at a painting and I'm thinking, oh, I quite like it, but do I? Like, <laughs> is there more I can do? And this is, this is, I don't know, it's difficult because I know that anything I do, if it doesn't make it better, it'll probably make it worse. And then it's impossible to completely take back, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not the end of the world, but, um, you know, this, just like, late at night painting something being really happy being really in the zone and then you know in quotes ruining it for obviously your own aesthetic criteria it doesn't you know just not being happy with it anymore and trying to bring it back and not being able to and then having to <laughs> go to bed knowing that it's, you know it's at point zero again you have to start all <laughs> over and just being really annoyed at yourself for not stopping this, this sort of thing for me can be really frustrating and um annoying um but other than that i don't know i try to and i mean it's it's changed a lot like sort of why i paint and or i mean i don't really know why i paint but mm. um i guess when i was a student i was kind of trying to do it as you know well i had a lot of time and being in you know being surrounded by people that did it as well i kind of tried to paint every day all day loads did everything i could to just keep painting and that was good in many ways you know it helped uh, but now you know working full time um yeah you know and just obviously having a different life um i can't afford to do that anymore unfortunately so mm. and i also have other things that you know i don't i don't want to spend all my free time by myself in my room painting so um, I think that's where wall painting has come in, like all the graffiti and, well, not graffiti, but the wall paintings. And, um, you know, because it kind of often combines social contact, a bit of nature, a bit of cycling, you know, like hearing the birds sing and all that. Um, yeah. So it's, it's more motivating sometimes to do that. Um, yeah, and all of the, like the things, the things that I've, uh, that I've been painting now have changed. Like, the, I've tried to adapt to what's easy for me to do now, if that makes sense. What's like... Um, what feels more natural or what you find, like, physically easier to kind of produce? Well, I, I think, to be honest, this is... You didn't ask about this, but I think it's a relevant thing to say. When I was at university, I smoked a lot of weed, and then that... <laughs> that helped me, or not even when I was at university, even after that. And then that helped me kind of, it gave me some motivation to like paint or, mm. you know, kind of distracted me of like fatigue or boredom or whatever. And I was able to do that and paint. Um, now I try not to do that anymore because amongst others, I was not happy with the idea of only painting one high. Yeah. Um, so after that's gone, it has been a bit difficult. I'm happy with it, obviously, but it's been difficult to paint the same things well, that I used to paint before, which were just really detailed, like 
I don't know, like, I guess, surrealist, figurative paintings. And I just don't have, I mostly don't have the patience and I can't really be bothered to do that now. So now I've just started doing um, a lot of the paintings that I'm doing recently are more like, you know, if we need to label them abstract expressionist sort of style or just abstract paintings where you can just paint quickly, paint fast, intuitively, you know, you don't need to think about you know, the paint fitting an exact shape or whatever, and you can, yeah. Does that make sense? Completely. With the with the smoking weed thing, I mean, I com- it's hard because, yeah, I used to write stones a lot, and, yeah. you know, now and then that might happen occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, like you, it's something as you get a bit older as well, you kind of want to move away from a bit because you're like, well, this can't, you know, I've got to be able to do this sober. But it's interesting, like what we were talking about right at the beginning, because, okay, heroin is a far shoot away from weed, of course. But like, equally, there's something there of like, it's a bit, I find it a lot easier to write when I have a drink. And there's something about having a drink like not necessarily getting really drunk, but it just kind of relaxes you a bit and you become a little less critical perhaps of everything that you're writing. And I find it so much easier to kind of actually get get it done and then to go over it and kind of refine it and stuff kind of later. Um, but yeah, it, you're talking about this intuition and like the abstractness and like you can kind of do it intuitively quite quickly. We haven't really talked about much about anti style. Does this fit into anti style particularly, or do you think these are two separate mm. ideas? I I don't think. Um, I, I suppose maybe it does, but I, I kind of the painting that I do at home on you know canvas or whatever paper, whatever other surface. Um, but not in public. And the painting that I do, you know, it's walls, mostly with spray paint. I think it's different. Obviously, they overlap. You know, I'm still the same person doing them. And obviously, and actually, my actually my wall paintings have, again, looking at the same painting, it does have elements that I have I've kind of taken from my wall paintings. But um, no, I, th- I think they're different things, mostly. Like the... The things that I paint at walls are not. I don't try to achieve the same the same things as when I do canvases. But I guess that they're just different, you know, just different mediums. So yeah, in in some ways, I do I do try to achieve the same thing as in you know something that I'm happy with and you know. But they, I think they, I can't really compare them. Just even even the um, difference in size for me kind of just sets them completely apart like the you know i think the biggest canvas that i'm doing now at home is i don't know two by 150 and that's meters and that's still not a big wall you know <laughs> um yeah go on. so so uh, yeah so no I, I think it's a different thing obviously there's yeah it, it's a different thing than um you know anti-style and that. Like my painting is at home is different than a different mindset than painting outside. Um, painting outside needs to be finished for me. <laughs> at the end of the day, painting at home takes months and you know months and security and uncertainty and you know, um, like I said, they often never finish really. I just need to buy more canvases because I keep painting the same ones. <laughs> well, this um, is the thing. Yeah, it, it, sometimes having that pressure of like I'm going to finish this in a day, it does 
help because um you know it's like sometimes it's as good as it needs to be you know or it did the job and it's good and people would enjoy it but Mm. you can't or or it didn't and you just have to you know (laughs) suck on that and go away and someone will paint over it and then you start over and just move on well yeah because but when i look at um some of the stuff you've done on your instagram and things like the wall things and the canvas the stuff you've done on canvas as well i mean i can tell you know i mean you could you could say this about everyone to a degree but i can tell very much comparing you to everybody else i've talked to and other artists i know you do have a very unique kind of style i think and i kind of put that down to whatever anti-style kind of is i mean what what is anti-style would you be able to define it uh i don't know i think in in my perception Mm. it represents like a wave of probably graffiti writers or generally painters um, that have kind of chosen to walk off the path of traditional graffiti, if you know if that makes sense. You know, yeah, yeah, it does. Graffiti, it does. Like, Big letters um, and yeah, weird letters space and creatures. And all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and have found, you know, interesting things and are intrigued by things that I think traditionally are shunned off as like oh this is not graffiti this is not cool or this is not you know this is bad graffiti we don't we don't do that in graffiti and i think i think this has probably been happening well i know it's been happening for a long time but i think also probably with the contribution of you know internet and different sites and i don't know i guess just even sharing of you know just more sharing of um people's paintings it's 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 become a thing now, you know. Mm. I think it, there was always people that tried different things and were attracted by, um, I don't know, just did not not graffiti. And I said, or I mean, yeah, graffiti too, because I do still like some graffiti. But I think it's just recognizing that there's not that there's more than for some people anyway um, than graffiti, and that you can still. You know, do paintings on a wall, and they don't have the, you know, they don't necessarily fit within the box of graffiti. But yeah, from it's, what it's difficult. Mm. Sorry. No, I was going to say from what from what I've seen of graffiti. I mean, most of it, the people that I know who paint on walls. I mean, it's interesting that maybe there could be a distinction between painting on walls and graffiti because I tend to see bracket all spray painting as graffiti which might be unfair but like even when you have people breaking away from like the letters and things like that with more kind of image-based designs you know like kind of animals and things like that Mm -hmm. or weird space creatures i still think those designs kind of fit under this the the same kind of soul of graffiti if you know what i mean that kind of a bit of like a fuck you on a wall kind of thing whether it's a bit of an anagram or not but I don't know, like, again, like with Albert and, and Zoe, the stuff they do is, is very um, aesthetic and very kind of looks like more illustration on a wall. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With I was going to say, do you find, this is something I asked um, recently, do you illustrate what you paint on a wall before you paint it or do you just go in intuitively? No, no, intuitively, intuitively, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it important? Definitely. Is it important? Sorry? Do you think it's important not to design it before you go on the wall? Because I know I know a lot of people who sketch the design first and scale it up. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if, if I had to do a multi-story building, I would have to have an idea of what I'm doing because, 
yeah, um, I, I think I, I base my paintings a lot on like the how the actual medium of the spray paint. So start with like fat caps and drippy caps, you know, mm -hmm. um, and just kind of make shapes and then just build up on them. So I wouldn't be able to replicate the same thing on huge scale. You would need a bit more planning on that the thing for the way I paint anyway. Um, but no, for me, for the, the pieces that I've been doing recently, yeah, it is important that I just do them the way that I do them. I think I have wondered, and I think it could be beneficial in many ways to, um, this, like if I want to do something more specific or, you know, I would potentially sketch it up before. I, with me, I mostly don't necessarily, I think, enjoy the sketching up so much because I am bored by it. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, it's just, it's more fun and exciting for me to just uh, start painting and then you know go through this process that we said before of like being like oh shit i've ruined it <laughs> oh no this is, this is better now i'm the king, king of the world and oh no i've ruined it again i'm not the king of the world and you know kind of just go through this you know emotional roller coaster well i think uncertainty it is it's interesting talking to you because i feel like your process is more similar to mine and in, in in the sense of other people i've talked to i mean i'm not visual at all so they're very different but and also i can delete things Right, you know, I can write something mm. and think, yeah, I'll just take yeah. that out now. I don't like that. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. um, I find I try to write intuitively. And by that, I mean, I will just have a page and I'll just come up with ideas that come to me, which I think are good ideas. Like somebody maybe hurting themselves in a stupid way or a cat jumping through a window. I don't know, something which I think is like a good moment. And then I try to string all the moments together and kind of refine it a bit. And I wonder yeah. if that's kind of similar in a way of what you're doing with finding the right shapes as you're kind of going in intuitively and building with the different caps and trying to see what kind of forms itself, if you know what I mean. Um, maybe. I mean, yeah, even, even that for me is now maybe getting a bit like a lot of the stuff that I've done recently has seemed a bit samey to me. So mm -hmm. I'm now like, mm, this is maybe, you know, it was cool and exciting in the beginning, but now they're kind of, I kind of end up doing, you know, 50% the same thing every time I paint. And it's fine and it's fun and sometimes it's still good. Um, but you know, often, and I, you know, most times I really enjoy it, but um, yeah, like, I don't know, I think this is, this is why I just like doing different things, you know. I, that's why I paint at home. When I paint outside, sometimes I'll paint those, you know, sort of um, more elaborate spray paint pieces with loads of colors and um, fluorescent colors and all that. Other times I'll do simpler stuff. I'm attracted by, like, just silhouettes or black silhouettes or whatever. Um, I'm attracted by more, you know, messy, even more intuitive, like, just trashy and you know even more because i think i was going to say even more in quotes bad pieces but in a good way but um because mm. i think my pieces are still quite influenced by graffiti and in a way i would like them to be more you know call it anti-style or whatever just to be less graffiti to be more maybe painterly or more free mm. if that makes sense um so 
Yeah. I think it's very difficult trying to make something be more free, isn't it? It's a bit of a paradox, yeah. but I know yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's hard not to come. It's, it it's kind of talks about this. Un, like, I'd mentioned it in the message I sent you before the podcast a little bit, this, un, this idea of unlearning. And I wondered if there was, there's a similar thing with anti-style. There a little bit of trying to kind of, or perhaps art in general, but trying to unlearn the skills which you need in a way to kind of, be original to kind of be organic, you know. Well, that's what I want to say also about Antistar, just to conclude what I was saying before, because I um that I, I think really that that you know, the fact that now there's a term for it, anti-style is you know, because that existed before and now it's like almost in danger to, you know, just becoming a style and having gimmicks and that's mm. you know what I mean? It's becoming a thing in itself. Like it's um <laughs> I was really excited when I found that there was more people doing things like that were not necessarily graffiti and were like shunned by graffiti artists. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, it's this like sense of like, yeah, belonging somewhere because mm. I don't know, a lot of graffiti artists are like, you know, this, this is not graffiti. This does not belong on walls, you know, <laughs> and, and it's kind of difficult to, um, um I don't know, you know, it's, it's good to have people that, you know, you have similar aesthetic criteria and, you know, you can actually exchange opinions about paintings with because you appreciate each other's work rather than, um, you know, people that do graffiti and, you know, might be accepting of what you do, but don't necessarily, I mean, they might find, find it all right, <laughs> you know, but they wouldn't really do it and don't necessarily get it. And equally, I don't, I wouldn't really do what they do and don't necessarily get it, you know. But there's an um, irony. So I think, yeah, I on. think it's a lot about like belonging. Now there's like a community, and it's called anti-style, and it's this thing, and you know, oh yeah, anti-style. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. And it's it's becoming like somebody could start by doing anti-style. Now they could start graffiti and aim to yeah, just do anti-style, which is fine, you know. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's just um, it kind of loses. It kind of loses the definition by being defined in a way of like not just being. I'm gonna. I, I get what you mean. I can see why it's really hard to put into words. I think. Yeah, I don't know. And so because obviously it's fine. Like anybody should do whatever they want. You know. Um, it, it's. I don't know. I just think it's cool to paint anything on a wall. It would be good if we could just call everything wall painting, and there was no. You know, distinction between graffiti, street art, anti-style graffiti, you know, because this that just causes a lot of division in my experience anyway, or, you know, where I live. Um, hopefully it's different elsewhere, but I don't think it is. Um, yeah, so do you know what I mean? Because I do, I do. I think the problem is... Different people doing different things and thinking that what they do is, for some reason, superior than other things. And in the end of the day, they're all paintings on the walls and <laughs> it's just it's just people painting different things and having to divide them and class them as better it's, it's really stupid really we're on two minutes and 50 seconds by the way so we're oh. getting a little bit lower but yeah i was going to say there's a certain irony there between people saying this isn't graffiti and stuff as graffiti artists and graffiti you know you could argue almost started out as a form of anti-style i suppose of using things as canvases that shouldn't traditionally be used or you know painting on trains and things like that which should shouldn't technically be done i don't know but like um yeah the thing i really wanted to ask you about before the end of the podcast was the mattresses 
the mattresses as the canvases. <laughs> yeah. So um, what's going on there? Um, nothing really. I mean, I don't know. People <laughs> seem to, um, I don't know, eventually get rid of the mattresses. It's a cool idea. It's a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just see it as a nice little contained just surface that I can paint on, and it's really conveniently, like, I don't know, thrown around um, in the area around my house or different spots. And, um, yeah, I think it's a good because they're small and kind of absorbent and, you know, there's not that much you can, you know, I couldn't do. I mean, I could, but I don't really, you know, I don't know. It just, it just helps with uh, this idea of, like, painting quickly and free. I, I found that the, the least colors I use on them, the better. Like, I've, I've tried to do some with more colors and it just, like, there's not enough space for more colors, you know, on them or for how I paint anyway. So it's just, um, I don't know, there's there's no deep concepts really. It's just people throw away mattresses. I like painting. I find mattresses and I paint on them and it's good. <laughs> Actually, um, I, kind, yeah. I kind of relate a little bit. There's this thing with teaching called the yeah. five-minute lesson plan. And obviously it's very different, but you only have a tiny, like a small amount of space and you're meant to just in five minutes make the plan. And you can go and edit it later. But there's something about having a small amount of space and a small amount of time that makes you kind of approach it differently. But like yeah, in, the, in the last 45 seconds, what mm -hmm. advice do you have for artists or people who want to get into art or Mark Wolves, you know, whatever term we should use? But um, what advice would you give to people wanting to get into the industry? Oh, I mean, I don't know, because I'm not really in the industry, so I'd be the wrong person to... Um, but you're an artist and have a big, big following and such. Sorry? But you're an artist and you have a following and things like this. I'm not an artist, but um, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think they'll just like, just do what they, you know, it's all, all the cliche things, really. Just do what they enjoy doing. Try mm -hmm. not to necessarily care about what people do. Talk to people, you know, see what other people paint 